don't know. I feel like I, I normally like the, the most thing that I do to prepare, because obviously, you know, I don't prepare comics very well. Uh, but the thing that I tend to at least try and think about is what sort of thing I want to open with. Mm-hmm. Because you once you once you listen to enough podcasts, you start to understand that most podcasters, I mean, will do something similar to us where they'll just talk for a while before they actually start a lot of the mm-hmm. time or they have something built in for them to start like a an initial topic but since we just have two topics but we have kind of gotten into the flow of having some sort of brief introduction it feels weird to just be like let's just go you know yeah hmm. maybe if we ever get more listeners with some feedback but that's not likely I told another person about this podcast yesterday. Really? So. Who? Yeah. Tim. As in the Tim that we both know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, not my coworker, Tim. I'm just noticing that I also have a coworker, Tim. Oh, no, I right. definitely didn't tell him about this podcast. <laughs> at least not yet. Sweet. Does not Tim cool listen to the podcast? Work to do that. <laughs> I don't know. I told him, I just like offhandedly mentioned it and he's like, oh my gosh, you've never told me that before. Why didn't you tell me this earlier? I could have totally been one of your listeners. Well, I'm like, well, start listening now. Yeah, it's, it's never too late. <laughs> we promise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Cool. So maybe he'll actually, he seems like the person who would actually listen. So this is one of those things. We have so few listeners that if we get one more, I will notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll show up in the stats. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, okay. Let's let's just get going. Let's just cruise through. We'll start with my comic. I go first today. Okay. So, Mark's comment. <laughs> what? My comment. Dang it! <laughs> I was focusing on reading the name of the comic so I wouldn't mess it up. <laughs> and the names of the authors. Okay, Mark's comic. Is called Real Life Adventures by Gary Weiss and Lance Aldrich. Did I mess any of those up? I would assume that it's just pronounced Gary Wise. I don't think it's that fancy. <laughs> Why okay, whatever. Overthink the, the last name Wise. <laughs> I mean, maybe I could be wrong, but I think that's a good default. Anyway, continue. Anyway, so comic is just one frame, and there is a woman pointing at a man who is wearing kind of business casual with an untucked dress shirt and a very loose tie and open collar, holding a mug, and she's standing in front of a conference room, and she is saying, wow, that's the fifth cup I've seen you with today. You must really like it. What kind of coffee is it? And then man replies, rum. Full stop. And that's Mark's comic. Yep. A and dude the... <laughs> drinking rum out of a mug at work. <laughs> the question that immediately came to me was just, how are you liking full-time work, Grant? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny that you mentioned that, because... It's going well. Um, I'm enjoying it. I know absolutely nothing about what I'm doing. 
I'm learning a ton constantly and messing up even more constantly, but it's overall it's going well. But it's funny that you said that with respect to this comic, because today in the lab, we actually had a long philosophical conversation about um, one of my lab mates was making a joke that maybe he should just take up smoking and alcoholism as a hobby um and so he was like making arguments for why that would be wise and then the people in the lab who are actually very serious people were telling him that he was an idiot for saying anything like that (laughs) they don't like Um, devil's advocates very much (laughs) yeah and then it turned into like a philosoph a deeper philosophical conversation that i kind of removed myself from because i was trying to focus on what i was doing because i had no idea what it was (laughs) um but it came back to like talking about alcohol and stuff so i had a long conversation about like drinking with my coworkers this afternoon which was kind of (laughs) interesting and funny mostly just in terms of like what people like to drink but sure none of them claim to have drank rum out of a mug at work because they loathe their job or anything because i think people like their job at this company that i work at which is nice but that is nice (laughs) <laughs> how are you liking full-time work mark you bring rum to work ever no but we actually we do have a pretty lax environment and the, and i know that one of one of the people near me in their desk like they always don't like drink it at like at work mm-hmm. like but it's all it's all kind of weird like in one of our in, in our like break one of our break rooms where most people eat their lunch in that fridge there's just a bottle of champagne that's been there for a while uh really there's one guy who has just like a bottle of bourbon and another person who has a miniature bottle of cheap wine. That's like unopened. Like I don't like I don't know what the deal is with that stuff, but like it's there, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, I mean I'm liking it. I I drink I drink lots of water, which mm-hmm. is good. We're not allowed to have alcohol at work. I mean, we're probably not technically allowed to either, but... Or drinking alcohol. Yeah. We have plenty... We use so much isopropyl alcohol. Yeah. That's reasonable. That's only for the the hardest of veterans to consume. Yeah. Uh, well, we also, <laughs> we also do have some, like, alcohol that you could drink, but it's illegal because it's, like, lab-grade alcohol. Yeah. The, the second question that I had on this comic is something that never i think it was we probably had the conversation long after we ended a recording at one point but uh what do you wear to work now grant whatever i darn well please as long as it has closed toes and fully covers my legs so like so like college chem lab requirements pretty much yeah like those are the requirements what i actually wear to work is like Hmm. How am I going to categorize Don't you just my... describe, like, an arbitrary outfit. Like, what'd you wear today or whatever? I don't want to do that. I want to give myself, like, a style. I would call myself, um... But, the, but you just coming up with a phrase for your style will mean absolutely nothing to me or anybody else listening. <laughs> but it's funner for me. How about you try and find... Young like... chemist chic. Find, like... Hip young chemist chic. Okay, just so look I wear, up like, pictures of like, like models in various 
clothing no, catalogs online and not doing that <laughs> no I'll that would be the best way <clears throat> okay i don't know i wear like decent looking pants like nice looking pants that aren't dress slacks so, so like, like khakis so they're not like more like or like colored like, jeans like a nice pair of dark jeans or like yeah more like colored jeans i guess okay um more along those lines mostly i have worn a pair of like nicer slacks but i wouldn't call them dress slacks at all okay um as well as then every day i wear a shirt with fully buttoned down and a collar so far that's what i've been doing but my only rule is that i have to wear long pants and closed-toed shoes um and not long sleeves nope because we have to wear lab coats all the time that we're in the lab that's what i was gonna Um, ask I figured my, that would have to be the case. My five custom lab coats will come in in like a week here, so I can finally stop wearing another dude's lab coat. Ooh. We all get five lab coats. Isn't that dope? I feel one, cool. One for each day. Yeah, except they told us not to wear one each day of the week, because they only pick them up to clean one day a week, so then you're going to be naked on the start of the next week. Oh, yeah, I suppose that's fair. But... Yeah, so I'm borrowing someone's lab coat right now. but So sleeves aren't important because we have to wear the lab coats. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, like, probably eventually, every once in a while, throw in, like, more of just, like, t-shirt and jeans type stuff. But at the moment, I'm trying to stay, I don't want to say, like, nice, but, like, look hip young person nicer. Hmm. I see. You know what I mean? So it's not like businessy, but it still looks good. Yeah. Well, I know what you mean. Yeah. Because I'm the baby of the office. I'm the youngest person who works at my location by like three or four years. Hmm. So I feel like it works for me. I don't yeah. know. I'm almost the youngest, but there is one girl who is from Sri Lanka who is like four or five months younger than me. Mm. So. Yeah, I got no one even near me. Yeah. Does that feel, I guess, I suppose like, but once you're in like a working environment, like three or four years, like, yes, it's a difference for some ways, but also it's not like you're working with a bunch of like 45 year olds, you know, only. But pretty much that's what I, like everyone who I directly interact with in a work capacity has children within five years of my age oh or or is old enough that they easily could have children five years okay within five years of my age interesting the the nearest people in age to me are all in different labs that i don't directly interact with okay except for at like lunch gotcha so all of my like direct workplace interactions i would say are with people drastically older than me i okay drastically is the wrong word (laughs) now you'll definitely share this with your coworkers. (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna say that no significantly more experienced than me in the field sure does that make it like does that feel like like is it like fine because you're such an underling that it almost just like makes sense that that's the case kind of or do you like wish that you had some like direct superior who was like you know 28 fresh off his phd in chemistry or whatever 
it would be nice to have someone else in the lab that was closer to my age and like had more recently kind of gone through the stage that I'm currently going through. Um, like my coworkers at the moment are, have been amazing and they're super helpful and super understanding and are kind of always there to answer any questions that I have and kind of preempt a lot of my questions by explaining things really well and working really well with me and like helping me get up to speed as quickly as possible. So they've been amazing, honestly, but it would be kind of nice to have another younger person there, um, kind of closer to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really know exactly why that is. I think it's just like, there's always that little bit of distance of being in like clearly a different generation than the people that you're working with, I think. Um, and there's just like a, it makes it just slightly harder to connect with them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Cause like, I can't connect with them about things that are like going on in their lives. Like, <laughs> uh, my kid's got to go to military school now cause he's an idiot <laughs> <laughs> or like, <laughs> or like, yeah, no, it's more of like. <laughs> My kid's going to military school now because he's finally getting his crap together because mm-hmm. he used to be an idiot. Or, like, um, it's very different because pretty much all of them, except for the ones who are divorced, all of them have kids. So it's weird. It's so weird. I mm. feel like such a child working with them. But you dress so nicely, Grant. Yeah, I dress, yeah it'll be good. It's it's going really well. Um, I feel like I'm catching on relatively quickly and not looking like a complete idiot most of the time. Good. So That's it's kind of for. annoying because I don't know anything, so I feel like I have to rely on other people to tell me what to do, which is something that I hate doing in like a work environment or a lab environment. I hate yeah. relying on people to like, Tell me, okay, now you finish this, you can do this. Because I have no idea what I can do or what I should be doing. So it's like, that's kind of really, that's honestly been the biggest annoyance to me is having to like sit around and kind of wait and be like, I know that I'm wasting time and there's nothing for me to do. And like, I can't even like waste time like sneakily by like dicking around on my computer and like going on my email and pretending to check emails because I don't have a computer yet. (laughs) Because that'll probably take another week or something. Sure. Yeah, well, you know, it's just sort of those, like, initial growing pains that happen with anything. But once everything sorts of, sort of gets settled down, then you'll be able to pretend to be productive all you want. Or actually be productive. That's the goal. Well, I mean, yeah, but you can only be actually productive for so many hours in a day. I can be actually productive for a full eight hours and maybe an extra half hour or extra hour just in case John's listening. Ever. Hmm. He's the manager of our site. So. I'll make sure to make that louder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what terrible company you're working for, Mark, but I work hard eight to nine to ten hours a day. <laughs> I'm very dedicated to my work. I think about it in my sleep. <laughs> But I still have a good work-life balance. That's right. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah. 
Awesome. All right. Let's keep cruising along. We're making good time. I'm feeling yeah. good. You're cruising for a bruising. I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was an awkward thing to say there. Yep. That's why I just kind of ignored it and just didn't really acknowledge. Well, I acknowledged it, but I didn't actually process what you said and just sort of responded. Grant's comic is called The Awkward Yeti by Nick Saluk. We have a four-panel comic. What a change. Arranged roughly in a square. Our two characters are a heart and a brain wearing glasses. The the, The notable difference is that the heart's speech bubbles are white and bright. Whereas the brain speech bubbles are gray and a bit dismal. I didn't even notice that. I paint word pictures well. The heart is reaching his arm out, excited, saying, Let's do something new! And the brain sits there, arms against his side. That sounds uncomfortable. The heart grabs the brain's hand, drags him across the floor, chasing a butterfly, and says, You'll thank me when that discomfort (laughs) turns into a great new memory. (laughs) And then the next panel... Nothing's going on. The heart the heart and the brain are just sitting together on a nice grassy plain. The heart beaming, staring off into the distance. The brain next to them. And the brain says, thanks. The heart jumps up and says, welcome! <laughs> Why'd you pick it, Grant? It was one of the... I was kind of in a rush, and it was one of the first things that came up after I searched trying new things. Okay, fair enough. And it wasn't a Garfield comic. Because apparently I'm not allowed to use the same comic twice and I've already done Garfield. You have? I honestly don't remember. You could have convinced me that you hadn't yet. Dang it! It's okay. Garfield isn't... Garfield's fine, but... Yeah. It was like the first three things that came up or something. Okay. Um, But yeah, that's mostly why I picked it. I don't know. I have to say, though... You painted that word picture very enjoyably. I enjoyed it a lot. I hope our one or two listeners enjoys it just as much as I did. Thank you. I work hard on it. You still haven't really answered the question. Like you, you answered it in like a, <laughs> like, yeah, I was rushed, but that's like how I always pick it too, <laughs> you know. So, like, you know, so I don't know. What are your, what are your broader? thoughts on it i barely looked at this comic before i sent it to you mark we are just gonna have to re-record on wednesday because this isn't gonna go very well are you kidding me no well Uh, i I don't know so i just went through everything you have not picked garfield yet are you kidding me nope so i could have picked one of the easy garfield ones you could have but i think like i like this comic far more than i would and i definitely enjoyed reading it more than i would enjoy reading any garfield comic ever yeah um I don't know. So today, while I was driving home from work, I was thinking about trying new things and how I'm, like, working on that and how kind of, well, I guess every single day at work is trying new things. Um, But the difference there is that that's kind of like I'm, because it's my job, I have to try new things. Um, But, like, forcing myself in my own, like, my personal life or whatever, my life outside of work. To try new things and 
don't know. This comic touches on like some. It, this comic touches on the good side of trying new things, and how sometimes things go well and are really exciting, and you get a new memory, and what not. Which is awesome, and I love that. And it's something I'm trying to like motivate myself with more is like trying new things because they'll often be awesome, great experiences. Because I know that's been kind of the story of my like past four years of my life is every time I try something new, it's an awesome new experience, an awesome new memory. But also like some of the times when you try new things, the thing that this comic doesn't talk about is that they just kind of like suck, and you're like, okay, I'm not gonna do that again. <laughs> yeah, but I think that. You know, it. a lot of it depends on framing. You know, like, either way, that thing that sucked and you determined that, you know, you're not going to do it again, it doesn't mean it didn't become, like, a memory that you can, like, rationalize into something that was like, it was still good to have tried it or and or at least it's, like, a story sort of a thing. You know, like, and, and that was the case. Like, there's definitely been stuff that I've done or participated in where it was like yeah that was pretty meh or i just didn't get much out of it but doesn't mean that it was bad to have done it because especially for someone like me who has a hard time going out and doing a lot of new things uh whether or not it goes super well the act of going and doing something new is itself a good thing that just sort of breaks down a little bit of a barrier i feel like for me recently i've gotten infinitely better than i used to be at trying new things and like putting myself out there and so i'm kind of starting to get to the point where like it's starting to balance out between the times that things go well and things don't go well and so i'm just trying to like keep myself motivated to keep trying new things because i don't want to get discouraged in that because trying new things is awesome and like it's led to some of the like coolest experiences of my life um like traveling to tanzania and stuff like that like that was definitely a new thing but it was like an amazing experience that i'll never forget um but like every once in a while there's something that's just like i don't know recently well for example this evening i was running some errands and i stopped by this like store that i've driven by a couple of times that like looked like a store that might have types of things that i was like on errands trying to deal with and get and so i like walked into the store and it was super sketchy and i immediately regretted walking in the door and wanted to leave did you buy anything (laughs) no how long did you stay like 60 seconds that's respectable that's enough to glance around and then leave oh and it was like uh it was just like super sketchy and like it was fine it was just like a situation that made me probably honestly more uncomfortable than it should have made me but i was like extremely far out of my comfort zone and didn't really know how to react to everything going on around me mm-hmm. and it's just like hey i'm probably not going back to that store again sometime soon yeah that's fair <laughs> but yeah i don't know i've had other good things of trying new things or stuff but yeah i i think i think the thing for me is especially being out here it's you know i have to do a lot of it myself um like it's not bad to have someone to kind of help you along to something new and i have had people 
do that, especially in college. That was a good thing. Even if I wasn't necessarily meeting a lot of uh, brand new people, I had people in my life who would, you know, help me to get, go do a few different things that I wouldn't have seeked out otherwise. Uh, and, and I think that I like that the comic sort of speaks to that, like having someone else empower you a little bit to uh, help you go do something and also having the wherewithal to sort of thank them afterward. You know, it's something that's very easy to forget is to kind of get over yourself a little bit and actually show the appreciation for them putting in that effort for you. Nice and positive. Hashtag get over yourself. Oh, okay, you just earned it, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, when you said that, I was just thinking like, oh, that's something I don't really do very often. Yeah. And What, I get over like, yourself or like, tell people thank you? <laughs> when someone pushes me out of my comfort zone to do something that I didn't want to do, afterwards, if it went well, I just thinking back to times that that's happened, I don't think I've been as appreciative as I should be. And, like, thanking the person who kind of went through all the effort of pushing me out of my comfort zone when I didn't want to be pushed, even though it was a really good thing for me, I haven't been as appreciative to them as I should be. And so, well, like, it's something I should do more. I should get well, over myself more. All I can say is you're welcome, Grant. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, by the way, this, like, whole podcast thing is probably a great example of that. <laughs> That's what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were fishing for that one or not, but I was oh, I like so immediately was. <laughs> thinking it. Okay. Yeah, well, other than that, I mean, it's not like I've done much on any <laughs> front, but podcasting, I can I can totally uh, claim victory for that one. You can't. You can never take yourself too seriously. That's one of the things I've learned recently that's helped me a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, if that's I can't, something. Oh god. No, you go ahead. You have probably something more intelligent to say. No, you go ahead, Grant. Mark, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All I was going to say is, like, that's something that I try and keep in the front of my head. Like, I definitely was sort of... I feel like when you have... Or if someone views you as, like, you know, a nerd or a smart kid or whatever, when you're growing up, that gets reinforced very heavily. And it can become very much a part of your identity. And, like, you know, I, I think that that had, that played a lot into, like, a sort of sarcastic and obnoxious nature that I had for a good period of time. And especially once I did stuff like becoming a camp counselor, and you just have to be a big goofball in front of a bunch of little kids and just not worry about it. That was definitely a big step in not taking myself too seriously. And then also learning during my first year as a CA that you can't take yourself too seriously because the residents definitely aren't going to take you very seriously. Uh, so just if you can be a bit more honest with yourself that way, everything tends to be a bit more easy to handle for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I was going to say was that I definitely am not sure if I'd have gotten through the past couple of years as successfully as I have, if I hadn't, been able to easily laugh at myself when I did something stupid or when something like slightly terrible or disastrous happened in my life. Yeah. I don't know. Laughing at myself has become a serious coping mechanism in my life. But 
you know, it's sort of, I don't, I don't even feel like it being like a coping mechanism that much. If only because coping mechanism to me has sort of a negative connotation oh. in a lot of ways. Uh, like we all have our coping mechanisms and they can be positive, but I feel like a lot of the times it's used sort of negatively. So would I, would it be better for me to say as like a self-care mechanism? Uh, yeah, I would feel like that's much better. Because that's more of what I guess it is if you if you have a negative connotation with the word coping strategy. Well, coping mechanism, where, where that's used a lot in things like, like how you cope with negative emotions or like, you know, like lashing out at people or sarcasm, stuff like that. Uh, versus something like responding positively by like laughing at yourself and showing that humility. Like that's you know, getting into more of a, like, yeah, like a way of kind of taking care of yourself and responding positively to things. It's not like you're coping, you're actively pushing against the thing that's being negative, you know? So that's the difference is you're not coping with something that's happening. It's you're, yeah, you're actively going against it, which is a separate thing in my mind. Okay. That makes sense to me. I guess that's more of what it is. It's actively pushing against it rather than just dealing with it. Yeah. So there you go, folks. Don't take yourself seriously. We definitely don't. Only some of the time. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody does every once in a while, but... But then I think I think the tagline of this podcast could (laughs) just simply be humility. It's our best trait. Are we really going to title it that? No. But that's a joke that I used to always say. So I would say, like, you know, I really love to tell everybody that my best trait is how modest I am. <laughs> it's one of my favorite one-liners. <laughs> that shouldn't be funny to me, but it is. <laughs> well, it's because it is funny. <laughs> no, it's such a dad that's, joke. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why it's funny. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs>